0: This is the Hartwell Studio Works Sports Branding Podcast, Episode 11, Know Your Target Audience, with Insung Kim. Welcome to the Hartwell Studio Works Sports Branding Podcast. I'm John Hartwell. I'm the brains and pencil behind Hartwell Studio Works. I'm a sports brand designer in Atlanta, Georgia. This podcast is for front office personnel who want to harness the power of sports branding to win more fans. Every sports marketer knows this fundamental truth. Sports exist in a crowded marketplace. Fans have options, lots of options, for where to spend their time and money. It's no longer enough to just build it and hope they'll come. That's why knowing your brand's target audience is so important. Knowing your target audience helps you carve out room in that crowded space, helping attract and keep the fans you need. In Kim, the creative director for the Atlanta Braves, joins me for this episode to talk about how the Braves define their target audience and how that audience influences the Braves brand and decision-making process. Enjoy the show. It's my pleasure to welcome to the podcast today the creative director for the Atlanta Braves, Insung Kim. Insung, thank you for taking time to be with us today. Oh, uh,
1: pleasure to be here with you. Thank you for asking me.
0: I wanted to talk about the idea of target audience and brand as a, as a way of informing what a brand does and what a brand means. The Braves were Atlanta's first Major League professional team when they arrived here in Atlanta in 1966, and 52 years later, they are now joined by the NFL's Falcons, the NBA's Hawks, and most recently by the wildly successful Major League Soccer's uh, Atlanta United. While all four of these professional teams represent Atlanta, it doesn't mean that all four of them are necessarily talking to the same audience. So I'm wondering, can you talk about how do the Braves define their target audience in this Atlanta market?
1: Well, um, the way we look at um, our audience is obviously we have uh, baseball fans or Braves fans, right? And what's interesting about our market is that um, just geographically, we have one of the largest um, areas in Major League Baseball. we've got the six states in the south. And... um, and we consider that uh, our territory. So we've got a um, large area of, of fans that we, um, you know, that we consider um, a Braves country that we that we speak to. And these are fans that you know watch our games on TV, listen to us on the radio, um, come out to the ballpark. So um, during the summer when school's out, um, our fans. We'll regularly make a a pilgrimage out to the ballpark to watch a game for, you know, for a weekend or a week. So um, we've got um, we've got our core um, uh, baseball fans slash Braves fans that we that we consider our our target audience. But, um, you know, from doing our research, uh, we also realize that we've got different groups of audiences that we that we need to speak to uh, because. Um, you know, like, like any business, you've got um, your, your primary audience, but then you have to be able to uh, speak to a a larger group that that's, that's, uh, you know, in order to um, stay, stay in business. So um, we've identified other, other groups, uh, and and, and there's a little bit of crossover here. So um, in addition to the avid baseball fans, we've got families that we consider our, um, our audience that we make sure that we speak to. So when you look at some of the um, the marketing um, creative that we that our team produces, um, you know, will will it'll be specifically tailored to families. So we'll have images of, uh, of families in the in the creative. Uh, the language will be um, friendly, and it'll be the, you know the language the headline will be talking about uh, you know school's out for summer. Come um, come out and take a taking a, a ball game. So, um, so that's a that's a um, an important um, audience for us to speak to. Um, another audience that's been um, that's been growing for growing for us, uh, especially since after um, our move to Centros Park, is our socializers. So these are these are um, these are not necessarily necessarily baseball fans, but these are um, folks who come out to ball games um, just to hang out and have fun and hang out with friends or family. Um, you know they may not know um, who Ender and is um, and they may they may not you know even own a um, a, a ball cap but but these are these are um, people that just want to hang out have fun and um, you know they got they got tickets because uh, for the for friday or Saturday night because um, one of their friends invited them. so that, um, you know these are these are um, this is an audience that we we want to make sure we reach out to and include into The whole experience and then um and then um it kind of kind of crossing over from this the socializer group uh we've also identified um sort of we call them trendsetters and these are um these are these are also you know this is kind of a younger group and this is a a group that that they they want to be seen in in cool places they want to share um photos of themselves being seen in cool places so um so this is a this is a very interesting um, group for us because they almost they almost uh, amplify uh, whatever we're doing uh, on their own because just through social media and um, we we one of the stats that we saw that was really interesting last year on was um, on opening weekend we there was more data being uploaded than there was being downloaded so you think about all the people wow. that were here on opening weekend. Um, you know they were taking photos. They were, um, you know, and and they were just posting them uh, on 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 social media. And this, I, I thought that when we all saw that um, um, that that data, we were just kind of blown away. We we're like, wow, that's we did not think that that would happen. Um, and then lastly, there's there's the corporate um, uh, corporate sponsors or just the corporate audience, right? So you've got these are. These are uh, businesses that want to um, align themselves or align their brands with the Braves, um, and so whether that's through sponsorship or or through um, through through season tickets or or getting a suite, um, these are you know we want to make sure that we uh, speak to them
0: and that, that they're a very important part of our uh, part of our audience. So talking about SunTrust Park for those who may not know. No, um, Major League Baseball. The Braves spent the first fifty years of their life uh, in two two locations, two ballparks just south of downtown Atlanta, and then two years ago, uh, the team moved up to to the incredibly impressive SunTrust Park. Uh, And it's that type of move that is, it's a a defining moment in a franchise's history, obviously. And knowing that there were a host of practical business reasons behind that move, can you talk about how that target audience aspect of what you just talked about, how that brand played a role in the decision to make that kind of momentous move and move up to SunTrust Park?
1: Yeah. So, um, I mean, I mean, here's the thing about our brand. It's, um, you know, like you said, like you said before, um, um, we've, the Braves have been, have been in two cities. We were founded in 1871. Um, you know, we started in Boston, we were, uh, went to Milwaukee and then, um, moved to Atlanta in 1966. And, you know, um, and then, you know, um, uh, we've won three championships and 14, um, straight division titles. And, there's there's over 40 Braves in the National Baseball Hall of Fame and and with one more um, being inducted this year. So um, so that's I feel like there's a couple different brands that we talk about when we talk about the Braves. There's there's the brand of the team and this is you know the team is 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 uh, is the team's brand is what people um, look for when they when they watch the when the, when they watch the Braves on TV when they watch uh, when they come to see the games and um they are there's sort of an expectation of excellence and um and uh and that, that's that's that, that i think is the is the brand of the, of the baseball team then there's the braves brand of just the experience of coming to the ball game right so um when you go to a ball game you are you know what is what is the um what's what's your expectation of what of the experiences that you're going to have right so um how are the ushers going to talk to you when you come into the uh, when you go to look for your seats? Um, how are the how are the concession folks going to greet you when you when you go up to the uh, the counter to to buy your hot dog and your peanuts and your beer? Um, so so there's sort of um, a, a, the secondary brand that we talk about when you come to the ball game. And um, from our research, um, we uh, we found out that we the Braves ranked really really high as far as being um, one of the most family friendly um, sport sp- sporting teams in the South. Um, and as far as uh, like just feeling safe um, and when you come to uh, Braves game, um, you know, uh, uh, being in a family environment um, that was uh, through our research. That's one of the things that we found out. And so we kind of doubled down on that when we d- uh, decided to move up here to SunTrust park and, and the battery, we, we saw that, and we're like, okay, how do we make it even more um, uh, more family friendly? How do we make the experience of coming to a Braves game, um, you know, even more fun and safe? So, you know, we we made sure that we um, we trained up our our game day staff to make sure that you know here here's here are the core values of of, of working for the Braves. Here's you know here's what our fans are looking for and their expectations. So um we'll do little things like you know if it's a if there's a rain delay um and uh, and you know everyone kind of um you know um goes into the concourses to get away from the rain uh, and then when the rain stops we'll make sure that our ushers have towels so they'll wipe down the seats so that when when fans go to um to go back sit in their seats it's not it's not dripping wet um so it's little things like that you know we also make sure that um um, our ushers and our, and our, um, the ticket takers, you know, greet you with a smile and they, um, you know, they say hello to you. And it's just, um, it's, you know, at the core, that's, that we feel like that's our branding. We, we want to make sure that, um, our brand is represented, um, through, through the entire experience of coming to a Braves game. Um, and, uh, and for us, it's really important to make sure that, um, uh, every single person who walks through the, those gates, um, um, you know they experience the the real um uh, Braves brand which is uh you know which is something that's uh um really friendly and and welcoming
0: so you also mentioned uh, the battery and again for those who may not be familiar the battery uh is an extensive mixed-use real estate development that is integral to that Braves game day experience it's uh it's it's an impressive development it's it's high-end upscale um retail, there's dining, there's, there's residential, there's corporate headquarters, there's a big time luxury hotel. Uh, it, it's, it's very much a first of its kind in sports facilities concepts. Can you talk about how the Braves brand? And again, that target audience informed the thinking behind just the idea of the battery and what drove its, its conception and its execution.
1: Yeah. So, um, uh- you know, along with the research, uh, information that we got from the research that we did, um, we also heard, um, that our fans really wanted, uh, places to hang out before and after games. And that was, that was very important for them. Um, and, uh, and we just didn't have that opportunity to do, um, to create an environment like that in Turner Field. Um, and, um, so, so when the opportunity came for us to relocate to uh, to and build a new ballpark, um, our executives um, stressed the importance of, of providing that for our fans and um, having a place um, <clears throat> that 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 families and and um, baseball fans can gather before. And you and you look at places like Wrigley Field or and Fenway Park. <clears throat> you know, part of the experience of going to the ball game is. Is uh, you know is hanging out in Wrigleyville and and, and you know meeting up with friends and having having drinks before the game and then and then after the games you know in at Fenway you'll go to uh, you'll go to one of the one of the pubs that are by Fenway Park and have drinks after the game so so you know it's baseball is such a social game and we wanted to make sure that that we were providing um, that sort of environment for our fans and that was very important for us um, and and the other part of the uh, um the equation was for us to to actually be closer to our fans and um um you know we looked at where our um uh, a lot of our um our fans lived and um a lot of our um you know the ticket ticket buyers were located <clears throat> and we uh, we saw that just um being a little bit further north in atlanta would help us being uh, be closer to our fans and you know um, as you as you know in atlanta <clears throat> traffic is 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 kind of a uh, an issue especially around game time so so um w- the thought was that if we can be a little bit closer to our, to our fans it would make it uh, much easier for them to come
0: to go come to games so we've talked about uh, uh the move the park itself and the battery a whole lot of work that that went into all of that what kind of impact then has SunTrust Park and the Battery had on the Braves brand, in terms of reaching new audiences, strengthening core values, elevating experience, and just winning new fans?
1: Well, so you think about um, a place like the Battery, um, and um, you know it's got <clears throat> it's got um, you know a cool, a really cool vibe. So there's a place like you know, Punch Bowl Social or Live at the Battery, and then there's the Coca-Cola Roxy Theater with which is a 3000 seat, um, concert venue. So, you know, there'll be, um, there'll be bands like, you know, different bands um, playing there, like hip hop artists or rock bands, you know, or country music bands. Um, and, um, so you've got different people who are coming out to the battery who may never have wanted to go anywhere near a, a ballpark. Right. So they're exposed to, um, to the Braves brand through just coming out here. And then they see it and they're like, oh, wow, that's cool. Uh, this is a cool place. And uh, maybe I'll come back here to catch a ball game uh, because this is such a cool place, right? So um, I, I think um, having the battery really um, opens up whole new audiences for us that we never would have had um, had we not um, um, you know, com- combined the ballpark next to uh, this, this awesome um, mixed-use development. Um, And then I think the other thing is, you know, um, if you've ever been here on a um, on a on a weekend game night, um, you just see that like kind of there's this buzz and energy um, at the ballpark um, before and after the after the game, and even during the game, because every single TV and the battery has the game on. There's I guarantee you, there's people who come out to the battery who don't have tickets to a game, but they just want to they just want to be here just to kind of um, you know be with other Braves fans and just kind of feel the energy and enjoy the atmosphere. And, uh, I mean, this weekend was awesome. Um, you you saw just everyone, um, fired up for, for the, uh, for the weekend, uh, weekend series against the Marlins. And, and on Sunday was just, was, um, insane after that walk-off win. And, you know, everybody was was giving each other high fives. So so it's like it's it's almost like the battery has become an extension of Sancho's Park for us. And um uh, and and we're able to take that energy inside the ballpark and kind of kind of have it overflow into the into the battery. Um and then the other thing is uh, you know, on non-game days, uh, the battery is just a cool place to be. So we've got um there's people who live in the batteries in condos, and there's um comcast uh, who has their headquarters here um, then you know so so we've got a, a bunch of people who live here people who work here then we've got all the great restaurants so so there's um, so you know during lunch you get a you get a lunch crowd of the people who work here who will grab a bite to eat over here and then just kind of walk around there's a the big lawn and um, so it's just a, it's I think it's a cool experience that helps us uh, um, kind of you know, showcase our brand more to an audience that we would never uh, were able to reach before.
0: In regards to some of, of the other professional teams, either around major league baseball or, or here in town or just wherever in the sports market with the work that the Braves have done with defining their target audience, what do you see as some of the biggest challenges that sports properties perhaps have in defining their target audience? I, I think that
1: um, I don't, I, I think that, sports has become such a, um, high level business business and marketing sports is so, um, um, it, there's so much money and energy put into it that I, I really don't think many teams have a problem defining their audience. I think the real problem is that, um, is, um, identity, uh, is audiences, attitudes and interests are, are, are constantly changing. So, um, so, you know, um, audiences are more selective with their time, um, than ever, you know, so for example, um, just a average person can decide, all right, tonight I'm going to watch, uh, you know, I'm going to watch a, uh, the Avengers movie. So they'll go watch it or, but if it's, if it's, uh, if it's too crowded theater, then they'll get, okay, well, I'm going to pass. I'm just going to stay home and watch, uh, um, you know, watch black Panther on, um, on Apple, uh, you know, order that on my on my TV, right? Or if mm-hmm. they say, "Well, I'm not into that," my kid wants to, you know, do this and that. Then they can just pop something up on Netflix. There, there are so many, um, so many options for um, for audiences to for just to occupy themselves or entertain themselves. That um, and sports is a small part of that, right? So, um, I, I think the challenge with uh, with for teams is is uh, uh, is is like providing uh, a product that is attractive um, for audiences that they're willing to invest their, their, their time and their money um, into, into what we offer. So the advantage that we have as as sports teams is that, um, you know, we've got, we've got fans who are passionate about, about um, what we, what we provide. Right. So, so, um, you know, they, you know, uh, our audience are our fans and you know fan is short short for fanatics right so these th- this is an audience that is passionate and it, and and will follow will follow us even if we even if we you know stink and or and or they'll be with us when we're winning championships and and going to playoffs and so so they'll follow they'll follow um the they'll pro- they'll follow the team till through thick and thin um hopefully but um so that, that's the advantage that we have over other um, sort of other entertainment products. But um, I think um, the challenge is chal- the challenge for sports teams is to continue to to provide um, uh, something that that, um, that attracts um, you know the core audience as well as uh, the sort of other the uh, the other other audiences who may not be uh, as passionate about their brand.
0: That said. What do you see as the brand and, and uh, audience definition lessons, given the amount of work, again, that the Braves have put in on, on this over the last couple of years, what do you see as the brand and audience definition lessons that other sports properties can take away from the Braves' experience uh, in recent years?
1: Oh, that's, a, that's an interesting question. So last year um, <clears throat> I met up with uh, the creative director of the uh, Texas Rangers, uh, Alex Joachim Beeman, um, and uh, and and you know the Rangers are doing something very similar to what what we're doing here. They're going to have uh, um, Texas Live, uh, uh, you know, which is a, um, a very similar to uh, Live at the Battery that we have here. So there's they're also you know building out a whole mixed use development um, adjacent to their uh, their new ballpark. So um, so I met up with her and she was asking me all sorts of questions of you know about what's the process like of, of designing and and. Designing for a mixed use development, while while still um, you know uh, producing creative for the team, so I was kind of I gave her a tour of the ballpark and the battery, and just kind of um, was explaining to her about um, what we do and how we approach it. And it was um, so. So that being said, I mean I, I think that there's a, there are insights that that um, that I probably have that some other teams may not have, um, just never having done something like this before. Um, but as far as like, a, a just, um, a, a lesson, I, I, I really, I can't, I don't know if I can nail that down. I, all I'm, all I can say is that there's, there's uh, I mean, you know, I don't think we've perfected the fan experience in baseball yet, but, um, we're really proud of this new ballpark. We're really, we're really proud of the battery, um, and, um, the fact that we can provide, uh, a really uh, great place to, to come out and, and be with family and friends and uh, and to catch a ball game or just to hang out and um, um, and maybe maybe the lesson here is that it's it's really important to listen to your audience and to find out uh, what's important to them and to um, see what you can do to provide um, provide that to, uh, to them so that you continue to engage with them and continue to um, attract attract your core audience, as well as um, a, a newer audience that may not have, uh, have
0: um, thought about you before. Very good. Well, you know, I tell you what, I think I've said this to all of my guests, I could talk about this kind of stuff all day long. <laughs> so I very much appreciate your uh, taking the time uh, to to talk at, at, at such depth uh, about this these uh, brand and target audience. Uh, type of issues, Insung. So thank you so much for taking this time. you um, Best of luck, by all means, for a successful season. And uh, I will uh, look forward to seeing you at the ballpark soon. <music> My thanks again to Insung for his time and willingness to share his target audience insights. I hope you found it helpful and that you'll be able to use it in your efforts to win more fans. You can get in touch with Insung through social media. His contact information is posted in the show notes for this episode, found at the podcast page of my website, heartwellstudioworks.com. If you're listening in iTunes, please subscribe, leave a five-star review, and hey, write a review. Help other sports professionals find this podcast. If you'd like to talk some sports branding yourself, you can reach out to me by email at john at heartwellstudioworks.com and you can also follow me on social media on Twitter and Instagram using the handle Studio. You can check out my entire portfolio of sports branding work at heartwellstudioworks.com Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.